listening to Thrift, What Your Garage Sale Says About You, a podcast that explores the stories behind the things we once loved and are ready to let go of. Thanks for the memory of rainy afternoons, swingy Harlem tunes, motor trips and burning lips and burning toast and prunes. I'm Maggie Blaha. And in each episode of the podcast, I'll be checking out a garage sale in the Atlanta area, and sometimes outside of it, to talk to people about the things they're selling and buying. This week, I'm sharing the story of the church at Ponson Highland, a small church in Atlanta that doesn't give itself a denominational label. Instead, they focus on creating a welcoming community for anyone who comes to worship. I talked with two longtime members of the congregation who played a big role in organizing the yard sale to raise money for a mission trip to Mexico. Uh, my name is Chuck Warren. I'm a member of the church. been coming to church here since I married into it about 20-something years ago. Okay. Uh, I'm a, just a regular member. I serve as a deacon and uh, I'm really interested in missions, so I'm usually one of, the, one of the people that organizes our mission work. So I'm guessing that yard sales like this happen regularly every year every few months that's correct we usually have them uh, we've had them once a year in the past well maybe twice mm-hmm. and we had we had this extra one uh, because we had a good bit of stuff left over before and uh, we, we thought we could do another one before it got too hot got it okay um, so basically you're raising money for the church the mission group that you're actually it's pretty specific it's uh we're doing mission work right now in chiapas mexico it's the southernmost region and with the indigenous people down there the mayan folks oh, wow. and uh we're partnered with a seminary down there it's really small it's mostly a, a social justice kind of organization it has like three three employees and they work with different communities uh, uh, to try to help them so this particular yard sale as well as the last one was to raise funds that we're starting something new with them through the seminary. We're going to give them money, and they will in turn uh, make micro loans to different communities uh, who are setting up cooperatives. And we're trying to we're facilitating the establishment of cooperatives. And the micro loan for this one is going to be about eight thousand bucks altogether. We this year we hope to raise four thousand, and the, the goal of that is to help this community in called Carmen Grande, which you won't find on the map, but it's way out in Illinois. And uh, it's a very uh, uh, kind of very poor community, and they're going to start a cooperative and raise cattle, a small herd of cattle. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so, are, are the yard sales that you put on usually for a specific mission or? Yeah, they 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 are. In the past, we've done mission work in Guatemala, and the last two mission trips have been in the, with this in Chiapas, Mexico. And uh, we've raised funds. Usually the funds that we've raised in the past have been to fund the mission trip, like the, the airfare, the lodging, and, and the monies that we invest in the community there uh, to try to you know, help them with a project or do something good for them. I thought it was interesting that Chuck and the other parishioners looking to raise money for mission trips chose to organize a yard sale to do this. Thinking back to the yard sales my parents used to have when I was a kid, it just doesn't seem like it would be a very lucrative fundraiser. But Chuck pointed out that a yard sale was a great way for the church to both raise money for their mission and give back to their community. So why, um, why a yard sale? Why, why did you choose this as your way of, or one of the ways anyway, I'm sure you're doing other things, to raise money for um, the mission? Well, it, it really suits our, our, uh, where we are now. In the past, we've had other, we tried a, a bunch of different uh, 
fundraising activities like uh, spaghetti dinners and barbecue plates and that sort of thing and had a magic show once. And, Ooh, that's yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> and our, our church is a pretty large building, but our, our congregation is pretty small. We usually have about 65, 70 people on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, not all of them are... There are many interests in the church, and missions is not uh, is not on everybody's list of things of ways to participate and give. So um, this is a good way to reach out to the community, engage them, and and uh, kind of make make items that are relatively inexpensive available for folks who want them or need them, and at the same time uh, raise some money. Chuck turns to other members of his church and anyone in the Ponce Highland community of Atlanta to donate things that can be sold at these yard sales. And hosting the sale also prompted Chuck, his wife, and his sister Linda to look through all the stuff they've been accumulating over the years. How have people donated the stuff that is being sold here today? Have have everyone who's or is it from like everyone who's been running the sale who's donated? Uh, it's we ask for donations from everybody in our. our uh, church and usually they come in pretty good and then we we go through our stuff as well and and sometimes we'll put a, a on our signboard by the street we'll say donations welcome and people will will donate and I have I've had like somebody call and I've picked up like a truckload of stuff for that but and then there's a neighborhood association that donated some items too after they had a yard sale they had some stuff left over so it's we welcome from any, anywhere anytime got it okay do you know about uh anything of any anything about some of the things that you're selling, or if there are any yeah. stories behind them? Yeah, one of the coolest things we sold earlier today was a like a lawn set from 19 probably late 1950s or 1960s. Oh, it wow. came from my mother-in-law who lives in Tampa. She's 93, and she donated them. So we brought them up in the car and sold those. It was like a, a table, two chairs, and also a, it wasn't a glider, but it was more like a bench. It's cast iron metal. That was really cool, and that got snapped up pretty quick but a lot of times people say and they'll look at like last that last yard sale we had I brought a small refrigerator that I had kept in my room or bit my my bedroom my wife and I's bedroom and uh, that I kept like extra beers in and uh, <laughs> so this lady young lady was looking at it and she said does this thing work and I, and I said yep came from my house she said, can we plug it in? I said, you don't need to. I just unplugged it this morning. And I said, I've kept it in my room for a long time, keeping extra beer in it. She said, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so that, that happens. Uh, and then my sister and I, uh, she has a pickup truck, so we, we pick up a lot of stuff, uh, well, from her house and mine and some other places at times. And so we usually have some idea where it came from. Mm-hmm. Is anything that's being sold today um, something that you've donated to the sale? Uh, let's see. Yeah, we brought like a truckload of stuff. I'm trying to think what oh, wow. what's left. Yeah, it's we we I cleaned out my our attic and uh, got some stuff, and then cleaned out the shed our little shed. How how long have you? How long has some of the stuff been sitting in your attic oh, or your shed? Attic, you 25 years in the attic. It was like mostly, but that a lot of that there wasn't a whole lot of good stuff up there, but. Uh, my wife and I have been in the house that long, and some of their stuff like her college papers. Which, you College know. papers. Oh wow! <laughs> so we didn't sell those, of course. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could have. They might have been. It might have been like a grade saver thing. Yeah, for people. yeah, I guess. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, let's see. Went through, went through every closet and every bedroom except for one closet in the hallway. So we kind of tried to. To there's a bunch of picture frames that my we put together and brought. But I don't know. It's just a lot of stuff. Yeah. Do you think you would have? Um, 
ever decided to have a yard sale of your own or or thought about clearing that stuff out if you hadn't had this reason to kind of donate it? We would have cleared it out, but it certainly got us going get us going at this particular time for this particular purpose we usually we've had yard sales in the past i really don't like them that much for okay. in my for, at the house and uh our, in fact our neighborhood's having a neighborhood yard sale today and that's the last time we did it probably 15 years ago so in the past if we did whatever we didn't give the yard sales we'd give to like goodwill or another organization like that mm-hmm. that was going to be my next question so if if Obviously, you're hoping to sell most of what you have left, but yeah. like anything that doesn't sell, what do you think you're going to do with it? Well, last time we saved saved a good bit of stuff. There might be a few larger pieces of like wooden furniture that are kind of old. Might we, we would keep, but everything else we're going to box up and take to Goodwill. Good. I've got two folks lined up with pickup trucks, and and we're going to going to do that at three o'clock. Okay. Um, and I guess last question: Would you say that you're someone who has a hard time letting go of things? Uh, no, or? no. I, I, I keep sentimental things like uh, letters and pictures and stuff like that. But stuff, I, it's uh, I don't know. Stuff can be a trap. So no, but you know, my wife's she likes to keep stuff a little more than I do. But, <laughs> but no, I'm not. All those college papers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> important stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess do you do you think you're close to your goal from the yard sales? You no, know, I haven't asked. I used to. I ask a lot during the day, but uh, people now that they, they would ask me, and I'd say, "Well, we're doing so and so." So I think so. Yeah. In, in recent times, we've raised about twelve hundred bucks. That's uh, awesome. So I, I haven't just by the how much stuff is moving. So I think we'll probably reach it. Okay. And how did you go about kind of pricing everything? You know, my wife and my sister are pretty good at that, and uh, well, the group, well, the mission folks. There's only like seven or eight of us. Uh, we'll meet at the we like we met last night and sorted stuff. And there's a lot of stuff for a quarter, there's a lot of stuff for a dollar. Anything more than that, we would consult with my wife or my uh, sister or each other and say, no, nah, no, nah, I think that's so-and-so, because we each have some knowledge about different things. I have to say that, like Chuck's wife, I did hold on to a lot of my college papers, but my mom has probably thrown them out at this point. Clearly, I don't miss them and didn't care enough to bring them with me when I moved from New Jersey to Georgia. There is this one paper I wrote in my junior year that I wish I could find and read again. I'm quite fond of it. It was about the narrative structure in Hemingway's Immovable Feast and Paul Fussell's Doing Battle. I wish I got the chance to ask Chuck's wife whether she ever read through some of her old papers. I'm sure she holds on to them for the same reason I still have all my old notebooks and journals and planners from different points in my life, so I can randomly find them when I'm feeling sentimental and visit with different versions of myself. But maybe that kind of sentimentality is what makes stuff, as Chuck says, a trap. If you have too much of it, I suppose it can hold you back in the past. I don't know if I'm a pack rat, but I, I did, I think I've lived in a, I moved into a studio apartment about a year ago, and but I, I don't think it's made me have less stuff. Like, I think I've found a way to fit, fit, it, fit it, it all in. in. Fit yeah. It in, yeah, and a lot yeah. of people do that. A lot of people have it. Now, his, his wife, you know, he didn't, men- you know, he mentioned her pricing and stuff, but she's, she's quite the collector, too. And you they mentioned have, she has all a, her college papers and stuff yeah, left. They have yeah. a huge house, and you know it's every little cubby hole's full. So he needed to go through that stuff that he did. So yeah. that was that was good. And he feels a whole lot freer. He's not a pack rat, but you know you got to find the medium when you're married. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Happy medium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's Linda Warren, Chuck's sister. I like how she's kind of calling Chuck's wife out a bit for being a pack rat. As Linda's gotten older, her view of stuff has changed. She seems to live by my mom's philosophy that having less stuff is liberating. 
But after talking to Linda a bit, I realized that the emotional and psychological root of why some people need to hold on to things and some need to get rid of them is pretty much the same. It just manifests itself differently in different people. Take Linda's friend Georgia, for example. My friend Georgia, you know, we had to go through stuff when her mom died. And it's like, all that little stuff is it's just work for somebody else. Yeah, I was helping, helping my friend go through her storage unit because this is stuff she's had in there for two years and not even seen. Oh, wow. And uh, it's, so what makes it possible to let it go? So we made a little progress, and then all of a sudden she just kind of shut down as far as she could go. Georgia was holding on to things that once belonged to her mother, which is something most people do. I know my grandma still has closets full of my grandpa's suits and shoes, and he passed away about six or seven years ago now. Letting go of things that used to belong to our loved ones is painful because we feel like we're letting go of so much more. It's kind of like losing that person again. This experience, helping her friend, seems to be what led Linda to think that owning fewer things is liberating. She says she realized that someone would one day be taxed with the job of going through everything she owns and deciding what to get rid of. And she'd just rather not put anyone through that. Our mother passed away seven years ago. And, uh, you know, we still have those little remnants that we've hung on to different things. That, that was mama's, that was mama's. Like, I, I donated a couple just hummingbird feeders. You know, I wasn't oh. even using them, but yeah. they were mama's, you know. Have so they sold already? They're gone, yes. Yeah. They're gone, yeah. So, Got anyway, it. that's enough. <laughs> so what made, what made you uh, ready to kind of let this Oh, me? I've reached this thing in my house. I mean, I emptied out my attic. I did that last year. And I have a big shed out back, uh, and I have, have I, I, I used to always be a collector. I always collect horses and lamps and clocks. And now I'm just down to one clock. I've got a little bit of the horses left. But just something happened, and I, it's like, I don't want somebody to have to deal with this if something happens to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I'm, not, if I'm not looking at it, if I'm not dealing with it, if I'm not wearing it, you know, it's all got to go. And plus, we have a clothes closet also across the street where we uh, are community chaplain does uh for the homeless oh and so uh so we got a place to get rid of our clothes and shoes and all that too so i've done all that so i mean i'm i'm bare now i'm done (laughs) you're down to the basics i literally brought something out of my yard this morning that was it (laughs) (laughs) so that's about it uh and does it feel does it feel better does your house feel freer oh, I love somehow it. I love or? it absolutely okay. love it I love it it's so much less to move around clean. and clean yeah. and and you know my house is small so and stuff going in the attic and out of the attic and all that Christmas so all my Christmas stuff's down in, in a closet you know yeah I took one closet and put all my fishing stuff in it you know so everything's right where I can put my hands on it instead of where is that yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff oh interesting yeah. okay yeah. When I left the yard sale, there wasn't much left but some odd knickknacks and old movie posters. Chuck was pretty confident they had reached their goal, though all the money hadn't been counted yet. It's a nice idea, having yard sale to raise money for a cause. And it sounds like it really brought the community together. In a way, all yard sales are about community more than anything else. They're about people helping people, whether it's raising money for a cause, helping a friend go through their belongings, or buying something to take off a stranger's hands. That's it for this week's episode of Thrift. Thanks for listening. Well, thank you so much.